0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
1: And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. This is uh, the Newsmax Daily podcast with Rob Carson. Hope you're enjoying the, uh, the show. We've been around, wow, almost 10 months now. The show is still growing dramatically. The nationally syndicated radio program is growing nationally. Our anchor station is WCBM in Baltimore, and we have three other affiliates. And we are proud to be a part of their lives as well. Atlanta's WMLB, AM 1690, Freedom Radio, Richmond, WJFN, AM 820, FM 100.5 and 92.7, Real News Talk in Charlottesville, Richmond, Petersburg, Williamsburg, and Newport News, Virginia, and Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM and AM 700. Unbelievable. These are humble beginnings, but they are growing dramatically, and people are enjoying the show. So, let's get to it, shall we? Americans quit their jobs at a record rate for the second month in September while businesses and other employers posted near-record number of available jobs. Why is this? Why is this? Well, I'm thinking part of this is uh, the corona vaccine mandate. What do you think? I mean, I, I think to me that sounds fairly obvious, right? That people are quitting their jobs because they don't want to get the, uh, the vaccine. Even if it's, if it's on hold you know, by this uh, Fifth Circuit Court, people are saying, I'm out of here. Amazon is hiring one hundred and twenty five thousand permanent drivers and warehouse workers eighteen to twenty two bucks an hour and uh, bonuses up to three thousand bucks truck drivers get a uh, you know 100, 120000 twenty thousand dollar job ten thousand dollars signing bonus uh yeah, yeah, so you know what if you if you're, you haven't considered it, you might consider it when I was out of radio, not all that long ago I, I decided I had to sell cars to save my marriage. I did, and I made a good living at it wouldn't want to be in the business now because there are no new cars. <laughs> have you have you bought have you tried to buy a new car? It's un, it's unreal. I drive by where I used to work. They used to keep 500 new Toyotas on the lot. They've got one or two. It is absolutely devastating. And I heard in the news break at the top of the hour that car dealers manufacturers are not doing big ad campaigns this season because there are no cars. And the, the new car, and I'm not meaning to make this a plug, it's not, a, uh, it's not an endorsement or anything, but that new Ford Bronco, the big Ford Bronco, I want the two-door. Uh, it's, I mean, literally six months to a year away. So it's, and, then, and then if you want a used car, like, for instance, I'm shopping for a used car for my daughter for her 17th birthday next year, and she wants a little VW Bug, the price of those have gone up 25%. Minimum! Minimum! It's a, it's a seller market for used cars. It's a seller's market for uh, for houses. <laughs> you know and, and it's great for houses. If you own a house, you're gonna make a lot of money if you you know you have it you know mostly paid off whatever or completely paid off, you're gonna you're gonna do v- very well on it if you bought it a couple years ago, you you're gonna make some money on it most probably. Probably is, you got to get back in. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. President Biden, uh, by the way, was at uh, Arlington National Cemetery. I do not not personally believe that he honors the place by being there. Particularly after what he did in Afghanistan and particularly after 50 years of abject failure with regard to foreign policy. But he was there yesterday. And um, the media is saying he didn't say that uh, Satchel Paige was uh, a great Negro. They're trying to cover his rear end. Biden has a history of racial gaffes we'll get to that in a second but here's what he had to say about satchel page he mentioned satchel page with the meeting with the trump uh the the pope the other day that was a Freudian slip (laughs) see you're a trump cultist you're equating trump with the the pope no i'm not the the pope is a is a socialist not even close but he's he's got this he's on this satchel page jag i don't know you know old people do this really old people who are kind of losing it my aunt Blanche was that way, but then she became a hoarder, and then, and then we had to clean out her, out her house. It was okay. Let's here's Joe Biden. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the
2: time pitcher in the Negro leagues went on to become.
1: Yeah, he kind of said it, didn't he? He kind of he, he said it. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great
2: Negro at the time pitcher in the Negro leagues went on to become.
3: A great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Paige. But, you know,
1: it's not a big surprise because Joe Biden has a history of saying things that are very racist and being able to get away with them. like this. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black, and you ain't black, and you ain't black. And the media covered that up like it was some kind of a joke. Oh, he was just joking. He's just a jokey jokerson. Trump,
2: you ain't black. Racism. You ain't black, Charlemagne. You ain't black, essential workers. You ain't black. I'm black. You ain't black. Why not? You ain't black. Come on, guys. I'm black, Dana. Come on, man. You ain't black.
0: Blacks. Blacks.
1: You ain't black. Kind of obsessed with it. You ain't black. Just a little. You ain't black. Come on, man. You ain't black. A disproportionate amount of them ain't black. Ain't black. Now people recognize that you ain't black. No, you ain't black. You ain't black. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the media, uh, you know, sweeps it under the rug. And if, and if Donald Trump would have said, even said the word Negro, which was used commonly, I'm only using it as an example of a word that has been used in the past, including my Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And I believe there's also a college fund that has that, uh, uh, that name in the title. Although they may have changed it. I'm not sure if they've changed it or not. I think they just called it uh, No White Kids Allowed Scholarship. Maybe that's, I'm not sure. I'm not really not sure. This is pretty funny. Uh, spending is skyrocketed at discount stores as inflation has been raising. Uh, Walmart saw the bulk of the spending in the discount shopping category. Uh, they got about 45% up market share. Target, Target is going up here. I would assume thrift stores probably kicking butt right now. But uh, you know these dollar stores, like Dollar General. Uh, there's one that's it's called Five Below. It's five dollars and below, which is kind of fun. Um, my daughter just likes to go there when she gets her allowance. She just buys a bunch of crap she doesn't really need. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Family Dollar apparently is going to have to uh, raise the price on their goods to a uh, dollar fifty or a dollar sixty because. Um, they can't sell stuff for a dollar anymore, <laughs> and, and make any money. More. Oh no, there's Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree, yeah, Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree is going to have to raise the prices to a buck sixty or a buck fifty, and they're going to have to change the name of Dollar Tree to like Dollar Tree Plus, <laughs> which means you're going to pay more than you would uh, you otherwise. Pretty funny stuff. Pretty funny stuff. Of course, uh, you know, gas prices going through the ceiling, and uh, and Biden is blaming the supply chain on it, and and seeing actually at a John Hopkins University economics professor named Steve Hankey, not related to Mr. Hankey on uh, South Park. But he says that this whole uh, inflation caused by supply chain breakups is uh, nonsense.
3: The so-called supply chain problems that Nick was reporting on earlier from Los Angeles, they those are not a cause of inflation. That is not an inflation problem. That causes relative prices of things that are in the glitch shall we say to go up relative to everything else but it doesn't cause overall inflation the second point i'd like to stress is that this this is, is on the
1: on the show out front on cnn where the uh, the host head was about to explode
3: it's not a temporary phenomenon so what is it inflation always and everywhere is a monetary phenomenon
1: welcome back carter
3: too much money now the supply chain thing. too much
1: that, money meaning they're printing too much money let's hear that again
3: always and everywhere is a monetary phenomenon too much money now the supply chain thing just so your viewers get a handle on this yes. government's been we here. have huge supply chain problems in china japan and switzerland and in all those places, the inflation is less
1: than 1% a year. Well, that's Ours interesting. 6.2%. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is like 600% of more inflation than those places have. So it's not the supply chain there, Uncle Joe. Let's go to uh, Harry in Baltimore. Um, he is a World War II veteran. Hello, sir, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Yeah,
0: hello, Ron. Good to talk to your wonderful program.
1: Thank you, my yeah. friend.
0: I'm a 96-year-old World War II veteran. <clears throat> I served with the sixty sixth Black Panther Infantry Division. Wow. I served in France, uh, Ger- uh, France, Belgium, and Germany. And I'm a survivor of the Leopoldville, Vale, which was sunk in the English Channel by a German submarine Christmas Eve, 1944. I was on wow. the water for over an hour and picked up by a French tug. And the thing about it is, 802 of the infantrymen I was with are lying on, on the bottom of the English Channel in the Leopoldville. And my father, I said, when well, World War One too. And of course, our division was on the way to Belgium to relieve the uh, those in the Battle of the Bows. But we never made it. So, anyway, the oh, survivors sir. did serve. <clears throat> well, in uh, france Germany, uh, France, Belgium, and Germany, and the Lipo built was a converted Belgium ship uh, a troop ship. and the thing about it is, I had the purple heart, a brown star, I had the French Legion of Honor, and I had the combat infantry back. And I'm a veteran, still living, I only have four more years, I'll be a 100, so.
1: Sir, sir, uh, so he Henry, what is your last name, sir?
0: Uh, uh, my last name is Miner, M-I-N-E-R. And I'm originally from, uh, from Pennsylvania, coal miner's son. And I want to say with Ron, he said that he has the gift of gab. I've been to Ireland nine times to kiss the blotty stone nine times, and I have a gift of gab, too.
1: I'll tell you what, uh, Henry Miner. I will never forget this phone call. I am honored that you'd call and share your story with me. Did, have you gone to the World War II memorial in D.C.? Uh, no, I haven't,
0: no. Oh, Sir, I, I visited I, yeah, the memorial, yeah, but I've I, never...
1: Never gotten touch uh, touch with them, yeah. Sir, I would uh, if you decide to go. I would love to be the day there the day you you uh, go. Uh, this I'm honestly I'm I'm uh, oddly enough I'm at a loss for words. Believe it or not, Henry Minor, I'm at a loss for words. I thank you so much for sharing your story today. God bless you, my friend. And the thing
0: and- about it is, I wow. love people. I help people out. Wow. That's how I was brought up. And I say. I've the man about there still has me living and I'll probably leave a hundred. I don't know, but I feel quite
1: well, yeah. Very good, sir. God bless you, and, and I'd love to talk to you again sometime. <laughs> On the phone with us is Gen Z uh, Firebrand. Can I call you Firebrand? Isabel Brown? Can I call you that?
4: You absolutely can. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
1: you're on. Uh, you're from uh, Turning Point, USA. Uh, you are one of the uh, amazing uh, stable of talent, including my buddy Benny Johnson, who is on Newsmax as well.
4: He sure is. We've got a great lineup of people over
1: here. Please give me hope for the generation. Please, please, please. I've got a son and a daughter. Uh, they are uh, 21 and 16. My daughter's 16. Um, and and I, I just think... The the millennials uh, and Gen Z, um, they, they, they feel like they need to create some sort of crisis to be relevant. They don't have a civil rights movement. They don't have a war. So they've created racism in the country like it's 1968 or 1863. Can you give me some perspective on your generation and why all of this nonsense is happening with it?
4: You know, I think you really hit the nail right on the head. Both millennials and Generation Z have largely grown up in America in a time of great privilege where we're not under attack directly from our enemies. We really aren't dealing with things here on our own soil. Uh, And other than the war in the Middle East and the war on terrorism, we've never really experienced what hardship would look like for our two generations. And so you're starting to see so many of these social issues become our core identity. But I do want to provide an important distinction between millennials and Generation Z. Gen Z began in America in 1997. So we are 24 years old, the oldest of us now, uh, and your two children certainly fall into this generation. But when we think about American youth and American young adults, I think historically our brains have always gone to participation trophy entitled scream at the sky when you don't get your way generation (laughs) that's largely thanks to blue-haired millennials but gen z is dramatically different in fact almost every national poll and survey focused on generation z has found we are the most conservative generation since world war ii
1: wow that's fantastic news i i love that i love that
4: surprising i think to people because we jump into the idea of youth being so dramatically skewed to the left but I think Gen Z is in for some great surprises when it comes to impacting American culture in the next few years.
1: You know, this is interesting, Isabel, because uh, I started the Newsmax Daily podcast um, about nine months ago. Uh, we went one day, we went from uh, you know, one week, we went from 70,000, 80,000 uh, downloads a week to over 300, 400,000. And you know what the number one demo is? I mean, we, we have demo, the, the number one percentage demo for a guy in his 50s. A generation Xer. What do you suppose the number one demo is for a show like mine?
4: Gen Z, I would guarantee it.
1: Eighteen to twenty-four, baby. Eighteen to twenty-four, and you want to know the least millennials?
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and then it picks up, and then it picks up thirty-five, sixty-four, and sixty-five plus. I had a guy call today; he's ninety-six years old, and and so I, this gives me hope. This makes me feel great because you know I, I like to say, for instance, on, on campus. Right now we have people who have entered the workforce, people who are running social media companies, and they are the generation who uh, the non-candy checkout aisle was created for because their parents never figured out how to say no. So if if these kids don't get their way, what do they do? They march out in front of Netflix. That's what millennials do.
4: That's so true, and I think what's so interesting is youth in America are always focused on being countercultural. You know, to to be cool, to be culturally relevant, you have to provide some pushback to those who came before you, and those who came immediately before Gen Z were the millennials. They were individuals. Who expected the world with nothing in return and the way to be countercultural the way to be punk rock in america today is to be outspoken with conservative patriotic and pro-american values you're starting to see people embrace the second amendment again stand for free speech get married young and have big families and really reintroduce those traditional values back into not just our generation but american society as a whole
1: well, I like to see. By the way, we're talking to Isabel Brown of Turning Point USA, uh, Gen Z firebrand. Um, I, I, this, this makes me uh, very hopeful about uh, this generation. I think we are seeing what, um, what, what, what I see right now with the Biden administration and Joe Biden not running the country. He's being, uh, he's being tugged and he's being ta- uh, pushed and he's being prodded in, and, and, and an agenda that he has no clue about is actually the moist dream of night, the class of 1968. And I think maybe what we saw in uh, Virginia. And now with Generation Z, they've seen this 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 mindset, this uh, this this dream of socialists uh, do a face plant. They don't like being censored. There's a new survey about about cancel culture and how people are resoundingly rejecting it. Fortunately, what are your thoughts on that, Isabel?
0: Really,
4: for the first time in our lifetime for Gen Z under President Trump, we saw what it looked like when there was someone who wasn't a career politician dedicating their life and serving the American people to provide for a better future in our country. We saw someone who fulfilled more promises than he made on the campaign trail. And most importantly, you saw someone in President Trump who spoke the language of the American people. He was directly interacting with us on Twitter. He wasn't afraid to say things that went against the grain. And now we've re-injected career politicians back into the White House there in Washington, D.C. Most importantly, we've re-injected some of these families that have been there longer than twice the time we've been alive in Washington, D.C. And we're starting to see the results of that. Obviously, we can spend hours talking about the many problems of this presidential administration and the shortcomings the American people are facing because of that. But I always like to say that there's one extreme positive we've seen under President Joe Biden, and that is we no longer have to point to Cuba or Venezuela or China or North Korea to express just how severe the problems of big government are in your own life. We see it when we fill up our gas tanks, when we buy ingredients for Thanksgiving dinner, when we can't go to our jobs or our schools because of ongoing COVID restrictions, uh, and some of these extreme mandates that we're seeing pushed upon the American people as well each and every one of us has a direct experience with how big government sucks, as we like to say at Turning Point USA. <laughs> and I think Virginia was a great foreshadowing opportunity for what we can expect in 2022.
1: I, I think this is fantastic. And I got to tell you, I understand why Turning Point USA has you uh, as part of their, their team, because just, I mean, honestly, outstanding, outstanding to talk to you today. I got to tell you, I didn't get into talk radio until about seven years ago, nationally on Monday. Um, but you... You what? Just one minute left. What got you to this marvelous, measured uh, person that you are as a as a spokesperson for conservative values?
4: Well, thank you very much. I certainly didn't anticipate to end up here. I was pre-med in college, but I realized the need in my generation to continue telling people the truth. And that's really what my job is every day. It's not so much about the interviews or being well spoken, but being courageous enough to get up and tell the truth to a world that has rejected the idea of objective truth entirely. So it's a dream job, it's a dream come true, and I hope I get to keep doing it for many years to come. I I
1: didn't want to insult you by uh, assuming or saying that you're well-spoken because you you can't tell somebody who's from another country they speak good English. So, but no, I've really enjoyed the conversation today. And you, you made me feel really good here. I got a 16 year old daughter. Here's a positive. My son is in college and he likes to give me a lot of crap. He is center left. Uh, My daughter, I'm not sure exactly where, but she came home a couple months ago and she said, dad, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, oh boy, what's going on? And she's very hesitant. She goes, I have a boyfriend. And I went, oh, my gosh, you don't want to change your gender. Yes. And, he, and he's conservative and he's a Christian. And I'm like, I'm not the best Christian. I was raised Catholic. I'm not the best churchgoer. But she chose this guy who doesn't curse or any And they just like to hang out with each other. You know, They just like to be with each other and hold hands. It's amazing. It's amazing. So thanks for this. And I will follow you on uh, Turning Point USA, Isabel Brown, Twitter at Isabel Brown as well. Yes, right. that all
4: sounds right. Thank you so much for having me, and hopefully there's a lot of hope out there for Gen Z moving forward.
1: You rock. I want to have you on again soon if you'll, if you'll take the time to do so, okay?
4: Absolutely.
1: All right. Take care, uh, Isabel. I greatly appreciate it. Wow, really cool. I think you know how I feel about wearing masks, but many of us have to wear them. You have to wear them to get on an airplane. If you're going to be traveling with your family this uh, this Christmas, this, uh, this Hanukkah, you want to check out Unmask, okay? The Unmask. Just go to getunmask.com. I'm going to tell you a secret in just a second about this product. Something that uh, even the designers of the product don't know that I'm going to share with you. These are designed and hand sewn right in the United States. The Unmask is the only mask on the planet specifically designed to provide you and your family with essentially unrestricted breathing while providing virtually uncontested access wherever masks are required. They're made of two layers of ultra-light, extraordinarily breathable materials. The Unmask won't muffle your speech or fog your glasses, and it's comfortable enough to be worn for hours on end. Now, here is my special promo code to get twenty percent off your first order of Unmasks. Use the code Newsmax at. GetUnmask.com. getunmasked.com get promo code NEWSMAX take my word if you're forced to mask up you'll want to get the unmask here's the secret I did this entire commercial wearing an unmask GetUnmask.com. promo code NEWSMAX so closing arguments I guess in the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial I guess we're going to expect a, a verdict next week Kyle Rittenhouse's mom spoke last night I believe with Sean Hannity about the, the witch hunt that has occurred. I I would say I've never seen anything like this, but no, we have. We saw it with the Cubcath kids. We saw it with the Cubcath kids, and this is the way it is. It is honestly it is a it is a lynch mob. If Kyle Rittenhouse were out on the streets, if he had gone to Kenosha without a gun, he would have been murdered. And now the media is so ungodly, reckless with their rage and hate. Everybody's racist but them. You are racist because you voted for a black uh, lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia. You are racist if you disagree with CRT. You are racist if you think that the January 6th protesters should be let out, and they're being overpunished, and they're in jail because they're political prisoners. Everybody's racist. Everybody's racist. This is the latest thing. And they're white supremacists. Kyle Rittenhouse, without any evidence whatsoever, has been called a white supremacist with no evidence whatsoever. When he is acquitted, I hope he sues their butts off. I wish there was a way he'd go after the Joe Biden campaign because Joe Biden actually aired a a commercial that uh, essentially equated that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, even though... He defended himself against three white guys, one a convicted child molester, the other two criminal backgrounds, all three violently attacking him. And Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. This kid volunteers. He's volunteered his entire life. Earlier that day, he went and cleaned racist and awful graffiti, uh, Black Lives Matter-type graffiti, Antifa-type graffiti off the walls of a school that had been vandalized. He volunteered as a swim instructor. He's a good kid. And I swear to God, I'm not going to let this nonsense continue. To call someone a white supremacist, to use it, uh, such a despicable, awful term that's been bandied about by the left, anytime a political enemy stands in the way, they're a white supremacist. Here is Kyle Rittenhouse's mother talking about the impact of Joe Biden calling him a white supremacist without any knowledge, without any facts, and before a trial.
4: When I saw what um, afterwards of the um, President Kennedy um, candidate um, debate, when I saw that, I wasn't shocked. I was angry. President Biden don't know my son whatsoever, and He's not a white supremacist, he's not a racist, and he did that- But you
1: can't say George Floyd was a lifetime criminal. At, ...for the votes. And Mike Brown held up a convenience store and tried to take the police officer's gun, and he was really high on cannabinoids when he uh, ran at the officer.
4: And I was so angry for a while at him, and what he did to my fa- son, he
1: defamed him. It wasn't only him, it was Ayanna Presley. She said in uh, 2020, in August, a 17 year old white supremacist domestic terrorist drove across straight lines armed with an AR 15. He shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. <laughs> Representative Gwen Moore, uh, at the same time, the, the same police department who shot an unarmed black man seven times in the back for walking away from them, just let an armed white supremacist walk right past them after shooting people. Yeah, they shot the guy because he was he was ar- fighting with the officers and went for a knife. Yeah, yeah. Despite no proof of Rittenhouse being a white supremacist, liberals have not stopped pushing their fabricated narrative. In 2020, of course, the Biden campaign shared a campaign ad that uh, basically tied him to to white supremacist. Self-proclaimed race baiter Tariq Nasheed from that obvious biased judge doing all this over the top, yelling at the prosecution to kill her. Kyle Rittenhouse and his mother doing all that phony crying in court. The trial is basically performative art white supremacist theater. I hope he sues every one of these people into the dust. I hope they get the best trial attorney who's working uh, well not pro bono because they're going to take a giant piece of the settlement. We've seen uh, dozens and dozens and hundreds of uh, pieces of uh, media malpractice including three years of uh, uh, touting a uh, Russia collusion hoax on networks like MSNBC now we have seen the conviction of a at the time 17 year old kid protecting himself at another Black Lives Matter Antifa riot it is amazing how no one demonizes those who laid siege to the Portland federal courthouse or those who burned uptown in Minneapolis where I used to live glad I don't live there anymore It is, honestly, I I just, I hope and pray uh, in a a day where, uh, you know, once something is broadcast, it's forever. CBS actually deleted a tweet declaring Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer before taking it down. We also know that the jurists, the jurors, I should say, are being photographed. The judge warned of it yesterday. They are being threatened. There are threats of violence if he is acquitted. But this is the left and their temper tantrum mantra. And for them to do this, it's not a surprise, but they need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable. This tool, this criminal, this uh, Kreutz character who, by the way, admitted during testimony he pointed a loaded gun at uh, Rittenhouse, is a, a felon convicted in a strangulate... No, that's the other the other guy. Grosskreutz was uh, convicted. Gage uh, Grosskreutz. And by the way, his ears are. He's got those big stupid shower curtains in his ears. Um... Grosskreutz was convicted of a crime for use of a firearm while intoxicated and was armed with a handgun when shot, and he shouldn't have had the handgun. Here he is yesterday on GMA ripping on Kyle Rittenhouse for crying. Uh, this should be a reason for Kyle Rittenhouse to sue his butt off, too. Agent Kimberly, thank you both so much for joining me this morning. Engage. I want to start with you. You were shot in the arm by Kyle Rittenhouse during the protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year, while the other two men he shot that night died. With Rittenhouse taking the stand, what did you think of his testimony?
2: Well, I think anytime you see your would-be murderer on the stand, <laughs> it, it, it's emotional. And what was your reaction to, to him? That's uh,
1: sue time, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, grounds for a lawsuit. Breaking down
2: and crying on the stand. To me it seemed like a a child who had just gotten caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to. More upset that he was
1: Why why, sir, were you out in Kenosha that night? You were out to burn, you were out to loot, you were out to injure, you were out to steal. That's the modus operandi of these BLM protests.
2: Caught and less upset about what he had done and what he had taken and the numerous lives that he affected through his actions that night. Wow.
1: And, and Kimberly, as Gage's lawyer, what what is your take on what we've seen and heard in the courtroom so far?
4: Well, I think that um, it should be recognized that uh, you know Mr. Rittenhouse was an active shooter, and that it's important that I believe, as you know, Gage has said that some of his testimony was extremely inconsistent.
1: Yeah, well, uh, one thing that was consistent is uh, Gage admitting that he pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse in an attempt to
2: murder him. That's a photo of you, yes? Yes. Okay, um, that's Mr. Rittenhouse? Correct. Okay, now, you'd agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct?
1: Yes. Now, if you got a firearm, and somebody's pointing their firearm at you, what do you suppose is gonna keep you alive? Um, You you shooting first. Okay.
2: And once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Reddick, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. (laughs) Sir, look, I don't wanna, does this look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yeah. That's gotta hurt. Okay. And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him yes yes okay so (laughs) when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air he never fired right correct it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him advanced on him with your gun now your hands down pointed at him that he fired right
1: correct Yeah, I'd watch the uh, TV appearances after you said that, sir. Here is uh, last night, Sean Spicer Newsmax. Alan Dershowitz talking about uh,
3: Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, why he had a gun. Well, if he hadn't gone there with a gun, he'd probably be dead is the answer to that. He went there with a gun because violence was uh, threatened. Look, today in New York, we saw the Black Lives Matter leader in New York said, unless New York does something, I forget what it was about police and, and people not being able to have guns, we will respond with violence and bloodshed. and That is not protected speech, by the way. Black Lives Matter says that their demonstrations will have violence and bloodshed. <laughs> Every American has the right to protest. That. They always are. It's not mostly peaceful most of the time. And if you go to the protest, it's understandable that somebody would bring a gun for self-defense.
1: That does kind of make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I want to get into the demonization of people who are choosing not to get vaccinated. And it is happening. It's happening in the military. People are being derided. People are being punished. Uh, The January 6th protesters are being kept from church services until they get vaccinated, among other things. I'm going to get to that. And then also the media eating alive Aaron Rodgers. And then a young man who literally has had his professional mountain biking career ended because he got vaccinated, had a horrible vaccine injury that has ruined his life. And because he spoke to someone about it, people have tried to ruin his life. He has had friends and relatives leave him. If you do that because of vaccine status or political preference, you were never a friend to begin with. I speak from experience. I have several people who are longtime friends in Maryland when I lived there. And when I became a conservative talk show host, literally one of them who I, for 16 years, had dined in their home three, four times a week, New Year's Eve parties, he told me you're no longer welcome in my house. And it's at that point I just went, okay, fine, Done. done, done, done. Same way with vaccination. Do not let people demonize you. The CDC has had to admit it has no record of an unvaccinated person spreading COVID after recovering from it. A New York attorney general filed a FOIA request in September asking for documents reflecting any documented cases of an individual who never received a COVID-19 vaccine, was infected with COVID-19 once, recover, and then later became affected again, and or transmitted SARS-CoV-2 to another person when reinfected. The CDC responded, a search of our records failed to reveal any documents pertaining to your request. The CDC Emergency Operations Center conveyed that this information is not collected. Natural immunity, of course, is uh, verboten. It is misinformation. It is disinformation because it is free. Now, you heard, if you were listening a little while ago, the media montage calling Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer and a white supremacist and effectively uh, convicting him. Here is what the media is doing to Aaron Rodgers because he was unvaccinated. Now, the league had to know that he was unvaccinated. The league had been testing him, so they had that as an option, meaning that if you test positive, then you don't play. But here's the media convicting Aaron Rodgers of a capital offense, I guess, because he didn't take a vaccine that has been known to be very dangerous, mitocarditis, to many people. I can't even believe Aaron Rodgers did this, Skip. I have, so, I have lost so much respect. I'm ashamed of him right now.
4: I think we're seeing a very different side of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and I think we're seeing a side of Aaron Rodgers that people are really, really disgusted by.
1: I'm making the decision
0: that's based on what's best for me and my own health. And for me, it was a no-brainer. He literally is sitting home because he might kill someone. First he oh, endangers people's lives,
1: then he doesn't take responsibility. I think this makes him a white supremacist. And makes up some story. Then he blames the woke crowd. He He should speak at the Republican convention. Definitely Trump supporter.
2: The problem with this is it is so political. And health should not be political. He gave this interview on Friday that was just... It was just so damaging, uh, promoting conspiracy theories, attacking the c- cancel culture and the woke mob, you know, saying how Joe Rogan was his expert analysis. While he says he talks to Harvard MDs about stuff, it was Joe Rogan that really guided him. He took stuff that is- We know
1: this. Okay, sure, really? For horses. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. And I'm done with Terry Bradshaw. All right, folks, that's what it is. The embarrassment was going to begin as soon as he pointed out Joe Rogan as one of his touchstones of his critical thinking. I'm gonna critically think about what's best for my own. Yeah, Ivermectin worked for Joe Rogan, dummy. No, I'm not judging
2: anybody else.
4: What we've got today with this interview is a public figure spreading
2: misinformation. Aaron Rodgers is comfortable sitting down for 50 minutes and spewing verbal diarrhea that we can all react
1: to. Verbal diarrhea, that's exactly what you're spewing. Well, we here at the Rob Carson Show, and I mean me, support Mr. Rogers. Thank you very much. Happy Friday, everybody.
2: It's a pitiful day for the NFL for fighting Mr. Rogers of the Packers, left-wing attackers. He's a spineless jerk,
1: Roger Goodell, punishing Aaron Rodgers, unlike the druggies,
0: who are so thuggy.
1: And the life beaters, don't forget them. They're targeting Aaron Rodgers, cause he didn't want the Vax. They're crucifying him
3: without any facts. They don't need them. So let's make a statement to Mr. Goodell. We are so sick of this woke
1: NFL. I'm turning in. Watch me turn in. I'll turn in my and <laughs> ticket. Thank you. Neil, if you like, I'll take a hike. I'm turning in my tickets.
2: Bye, neighbor. See you tomorrow.
1: It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families. Police and all first responders, and you, and you, thank you very much. And until tomorrow,
0: don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or Newsmaxtv.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check Newsmaxtv.com for details.